Hello, this is Josh Christman, pastor of the Anchor Church of Cambridge, located in Cambridge, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life that God has called you to live. Amen. Once you come and preach the word of the Lord to us, we love you. Praise the Lord, everybody. You may be seated this morning. My wife would come. Singing an old song coming up here, and I had one of the Christmas girls to print it off for me. In case I can't remember. Anybody have that problem? It used to be a joke, but I do go in the kitchen to get something and forget what I went after. Pretty frequent. He was checking on me. Last night to see if I was still coming. I guess he figured I forgot. Might have forgot. <laughs> but we're going to try to sing a song. I don't even know what key we sing it in because we haven't sang it. I don't think we ever sang it. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's the right key. What are you, what are you in? Mm-hmm. Might have to change. You know, there's always somebody talking about me. Really, I don't mind. They always try to stop my progress most of the time. But the mean things they say don't make me feel bad. How can I lose a friend I never had? I've got the Lord. I've got the Lord, and that's enough. Oh, for he raised me. And he saved me, and he sought me, and he bought me. He's my keeper, he's my God. Well, I can feel him walking right by my side. I got the Lord, I got the Lord, I've got the Lord, I've got the Lord, I've got the Lord. Yes, and that's enough. Well, there's so many times when I didn't have a dime. I knew I could call on the Lord. You know, he heard my plea, came to see about me. He's my all and all. When they put me down, he picks me up, stands by me when the going gets tough. I've got the Lord. I've got the Lord, and that's enough. That is enough, isn't it? Well, for he raised me, he saved me, he sought me, and he bought me. He's my healer, and he's my God. Well, and I can feel him walking right by my side. I got the Lord, I got the Lord, I've got the Lord, I've got the Lord, got the Lord. And that's enough. Praise God. I've got the Lord and that's enough this morning. Praise God. So good to be here at, at the anchor of Cambridge today with the Christman family, Pastor Christman. And uh, I came here a lot of times when you first started, started here and uh, had a good time. Sister Rachel, uh, she was here, Rachel Russell then, and uh, just so good to come and see such a full house today, 
Praise God. God's good in Cambridge, isn't he? And I was trying to sit there thinking, can you knock this wall out and go that way a little bit or something? You need to really bad. I always, that's the way I'm wired. I always think ahead all the time and and, uh, looking to expand. Headed up to Oak Hill. Have you been up that way? Do you ever see that little brick church on the left? There's a little teeny brick church. Why would you brick the back of a church that's only 30 foot long? Never could understand that. But uh, I wouldn't brick the back. I'd just keep on growing, wouldn't you? I believe God's going to give you tremendous growth. And, and I know there's revival here in Cambridge. Praise God. Let's just stand for a moment for a reading of the word. I think that's what you folks do. Most of us do that. They, in the biblical days, they stood all day and listened to the reading of the word. Thank God for padded pews. How about you? The older I get, the more I appreciate them. I got out of the truck after riding up here. I stopped at Lowe's in Marietta, and I, I was doing the Biden shuffle. <laughs> I told my wife, I said, man, that's embarrassing. <laughs> I told her, I said, I'm going to have to quit climbing trees. Climbing trees and deer hunting and, and cutting firewood and lifting logs. Sometimes I forget that that I'm not a young man anymore. But you know, I dreamed it. I dreamed one time that I was 83 years old and fixing an organ right here. <laughs> Somebody said, "How old are you?" And I said, "83." They said, "You don't look 83." I said, "I don't feel 83." I'll probably end up in Cambridge. My wife and I have looked for a house here around Seneca. And, and, uh, but you never know what God has in store. Praise God. I kind of get antsy once I'm in a place too long. One lady that's a friend of ours told Debbie, she said, I'd kill your husband if I was married to him. <laughs> but we've had a good life building churches and helping. We're, we're going to travel a lot this year. already have a pretty busy schedule. We'll be in Colorado two times in the winter. It's not a good, probably not a good place to go in the winter. But enjoy being with God's people. Matthew 17 and 1. 17 and 1. And after six days, Jesus talked, Take Peter, James, and John, his brother, and bringeth them up to a high mountain apart and was transfigured before them, and his face did shine as the sun, and his raiment was white as the light. And behold, there appeared unto him Moses, unto them Moses and Elias talking with him. Then answered Peter and said unto Jesus, he was always a radical, Peter was, he said, Lord, it's good for us to be here. If thou will, let us make here three tabernacles, one for thee, one for Moses, and one for Elias. Why, yet spake, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and behold, a voice out of the cloud which said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased, hear ye him. When the disciples heard it, they fell on their face, and were sore afraid. And Jesus came and touched them and said, Arise, be not afraid. And when they lifted up their eyes, they saw no man save Jesus only. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you. 
for your anointed word this morning. We thank you for all these wonderful people that's gathered here to worship you. I pray for the anointing to preach your word and touch their hearts for receiving it. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody says amen. You may be seated. You may be seated. And really what I want to preach on tonight, oh, this morning is this. Get connected. Get connected. I've been around church since I was, wow, since I was a little kid. I told somebody they had homemade benches. They didn't have padded views. They built them out of old boards. And I remember when they painted them white and then they stained them with uh, some kind of brown stain. And it was in the summertime and we came in the next Sunday and, and sat down and everybody stuck to the pew. It was still tacky. They used to have church so long. I mean, it'd be 11, 12 o'clock at night. They'd still be having church. I'd lay up under the church seat and, and snooze because they went on and on. You look up, and there's dentine up there and bubble gum. And it's probably all on the bottom of these seats if you'd look. <laughs> no AC. They had, they had uh, funeral fans. Does anybody remember those days? I know I'm getting old, but somebody said Pentecostal people had bolts and theirs. The other denominations just had staples. But we'd get with the program. We'd have to have those things bolted down. But I grew up in church, and, uh, and church is a good place to be. I have been... Since I've been in Ripley, Debbie and I went to a couple churches. Woo, one of them we went to, it was drier than mummy dust. Methuselah was leading the service, it seemed like. <laughs> it was incredible. I was gone. And I thought, what's wrong with me? I'm falling asleep in church. <laughs> Reminded me of the sign they had in Mineral Wells of the church out where we lived in Mineral Wells, West Virginia. And the pastor put on there, having trouble sleeping, come listen to one of my sermons. <laughs> I told my wife, I said, that has got to be the dumbest son I've ever seen on a church side. <laughs> he had to be really boring. But I'm glad to be where you can feel the presence of God like we have here today. <laughs> Praise God. We've got the Lord. That's enough. I enjoy hearing all these Christmas singing and playing and and I told pastor, I said, it brought tears to my eyes. I'm glad to have children that's, that live for God. My grandkids, I have, I have one brand new great grandbaby, and I'm sure that she's going to serve the Lord. But all of them love God, and they play music and sing, and, and they're a part of the church. My boys grew up, and I know some churches would never let kids participate ever until they got 18 years old. Well, my boys grew up leading the service, and David played the drums, and Aaron played. I remember when Aaron said, Dad, you don't need to play the guitar anymore. You just pastor, and I'll play the guitar. So he, he replaced me. <laughs> One time he was leading the service, and a crazy woman came to church, and she, she walked down the middle of the four lane and had a bottle of holy water in her hand. And he was leading the service, and she got up and sang, It's Now or Never in Italian for her dead grandpa. <laughs> it scared Aaron so bad he didn't know what to do. And he was only about 
13, probably 14. And I said, you had to sit down, buddy. I'll take care of it. <laughs> but but uh, church has been a good time. I've seen crazy things happen in church. Stick around. If you hadn't, there's going to be some stuff happening that's going to make you scratch your head. And I can stand here and tell you about time and time again. But I'm telling you what, there's a whole lot better times than there are confusion times. We're a mixed group and people come in that's never been around church, you know. They don't know what's going on. I was uh, at church Sunday and this little boy was screaming out in church. And then he comes up when we're around the altar and, and, and they told how old. He said, are you? My son said, Dad's 40. And he said, are you 40? I said, no, 68. He said, nah. And then he reached over and rubbed his nose all across my black shirt. <laughs> Only in church. But I'm telling you what, when the glory of the Lord comes down, when you've got the Lord, I'm telling you what, that's enough. He raised me and he saved me. He sought me and he bought me. He's my keeper. He's my God. There's nobody like him in all the earth. He's the king of glory, the king of kings, and the great I am, and the everlasting father and the prince of peace, and he's present in this place today, and you, you can get connected in the house of God today. I want to get connected, don't you? Praise God. There's nobody like him. Man, when Jesus was walking down the road one day on his way to Emmaus, there was two guys walking, and he said, what are you so sad about? You're walking down the road, and, and you're sad. They said, are you a stranger here? Haven't you heard about Jesus of Nazareth? Man, they hung him on a cross and killed him, and we was hoping he was going to be our Savior and our Deliverer. And Jesus uh, said, Are you, oh fools, are you so slow of heart not to believe what the prophets have spoken? Ought not Christ to have suffered these things and to enter in his glory? Man, and he began uh, uh, talking from where Moses wrote the word, and he explained about Jesus, his self, to those two guys that were headed to Emmaus while they were walking down the road. And when they got to the where they were gone, Jesus acted like he was going to keep going. And so they talked him into coming home with them. And they were sitting at the table and Jesus broke the bread. And when he blessed it, he opened their eyes and they seen that it was Jesus was in their midst. And then he disappeared. They said, didn't our hearts burn within us? There's something about when you get connected, you're going to know that you're connected. You ain't going to have to ask nobody. The song says, you can feel it deep down in your soul. How many's ever been connected? Praise God. I don't care how old you are. I'm, I'm feeling younger already. My wife's love will take off any minute dancing. She can dance. Her and my son David can dance. Aaron and I are all white. Somebody say, when you start dancing, you look like an Indian on the warpath. I know, but I'm not dancing for beauty. I'm dancing because I'm excited. When I get connected, I'm telling you what, it makes a difference when you get connected. There's a stranger in town to some people. He's given sight to the blind. He's a great emancipator. 
I'm telling you what, he can set you free if you get connected to him. He's the doctor, lawyer, deliverer, the fourth man in the midst of the fiery furnace. He's Daniel's line taber and Elijah's man on Ezekiel's wheel in the wheel. If you're not familiar with church, you won't know what I'm talking about. But he is Ruth's kingdom and redeemer. He's Esther's Mordecai. He'll be anything and everything that you need if you get connected to him. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, he's Aaron's rod that budded, and he was Samuel's horn of oil. He was David's slingshot. He was the three Hebrews' fourth man in the fiery furnace. He was Daniel's lion tamer. And he is the God that's all sufficient. And he will supply your need according to his riches and glory. <laughs> Praise God. Just the other day, my granddaughter Shay took my great-grandbaby to the doctor. And, and uh, they said, oh... That soft spot has, has closed up in its head. How many's ever felt the baby's soft spot? They said it's closed up and she's only two months old. So that's terrible. She's going to have to have surgery because that soft spot's there so the brain can grow and expand. And, and they gave a whole list of stuff that, that would happen if, if that, with that closed up. So she brought her down to Parkersburg. And we prayed the prayer of faith on Sunday morning. Man, they went home and 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 when they the next morning they felt its head and there's a little spot there. They took her to church on Wednesday and prayed for her at their church. And by the next day, they went to the other specialist. They took her to the specialist, and when they got there, that spot had grown more large. And that doctor said, There's nothing wrong with this baby. This baby's perfect. You know what happened? They got connected. We're two or three together in his name. You want to get connected? Woo. Get two or three together and speak the name of Jesus. All the armies that ever marched and all the navies that ever sailed and all the parliaments that ever sat and all the kings that ever reigned have never been able to connect people like that solitary man named Jesus. I'm here to tell you, I feel him in the house today. Woo. He's happiness to my heart. He's music to my ears. He'll put a song in your heart. He'll put a praise on your mouth and put a tap in your feet. Praise God. There's a bunch of new people here, so I'll tell you, I think I told before. My grandma was 82, and she was bent and crippled. And she'd come in like this mama to help her in bring her down and set her on the third seat where my wife sat in our home church. And Man, we get to singing the songs of Zion and it, was, it felt like it does right now. <laughs> Granny jump up and go, whoop, 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 whoop. She danced and danced and then an old brother was, a, he was 93 years old, Brother Asbury sat right over here and he'd jump up and dance and after church, to go back to the car again. <laughs> but when Granny got connected, woo, didn't come from, from JD, Jack Daniels. I grew up, some of my brothers, that they liked Jack Daniels pretty good. I didn't like the way they acted. 
But I'm telling you what, Granny, she got connected with JC. It'll make you feel like a teenager again. I'm telling you, in his presence, the Bible says there's fullness of joy. What am I going to do when I walk through the house of the Lord? I want to get connected. I was at East Coast Conference, and there's an old brother preaching there, and, and uh, he, he told a story about he came to the church. The janitor came to church on Monday morning, and there was a guy kneeling down at the door of the front doors of the church and they had a big handle and he had a death grip on the handle and he was there dead on his knees and they called the police and they backtracked him had a blood trail and and they backtracked him to his apartment and his live-in girlfriend had stabbed him fatally and he died at the door of the church when he knew he was dying he headed to the church and I remember and it changed the way I have church forever and it said the pastor said, I wonder what he would have found if he could have made it through the door of the church. It's so important that if you make it through the door of the church, that you get connected to the Lord. Praise God. People don't come to see the pastor. I had one boy preach one time and I took him in the office. I said, you know what I seen when you were preaching today? He said, no, what? I said, all I seen was you. And people don't come to see you. They don't come to see me, but they come to see Jesus. When they came to the disciples, they said, Sir, we would see Jesus. I want to be able to, to preach the word until people can connect to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Because there's nobody like him in all the earth. Praise God. I could, I could tell you story after story, seeing people connected. Withered hands. I was telling about a girl who had a withered hand. When we prayed for it, Parkersburg, her hand just opened up. The other day was in Janesville. You were probably there that night when, when uh, Landon Kirk's girlfriend was there. And she is diagnosed with cancer. Somebody said, will you pray for her? She's got cancer. And so I just spoke the name of Jesus. Somebody said, did you hear about Landon's fiance? I said, no. They said, she went back to the doctor and they can't find any cancer at all. I got the Lord. I got the Lord. How does that happen? The Bible says you can lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. You feel what I feel? Man, I feel like I'm about 42 right now. I could climb another tree stand. Praise God. But I'm telling you what, they said, did not our hearts burn within us? Man, then Luke 14 and 16, a certain man had a great supper and he bade a whole lot of people to come. And at supper time, they looked, there was a lot of empty seats. And he said, go out in the highways and hedges and compel them. Bring in the sick and the maim and the halt and the crippled and the blind and the crazy. Just bring everybody you can find. You see, under the law, if you had anything that was superfluous, you couldn't come in. One of my grandkids had a little, I said, they couldn't have came to the house of God. David said, Dad, only you would say that. I said, well, I can't help it. But if you had anything abnormally, you could not come into the house of God. You had to have a perfect body. But Jesus said, go out and get everybody you can find. The 
crippled and the, the dysfunctional. The, he want, he's looking for unconnected people. He said, whosoever will, let them come and, and drink of the water of life freely. I've heard people say, well, I can't come to that church. A roof would fall in if I'd come. You ever hear anybody say that? Some of you probably said that. I was sitting on the platform playing the guitar one time and I, I seen, my, I seen uh, a guy I work with come in the door and I thought, oh God, the roof's going to fall in. <laughs> I didn't like him. He was mean. Just, just one of those people you don't like. How many knows people like that? I worked with him all the time. When he would show up, he didn't work regular. They said, why do you only work eight days a half? He said, because I can't make it on six. And he came in, and I forgot about him. We started having good church. He filled the second pew up, and his whole family, it was a 16-foot pew, and he had eight kids and a wife. They filled that pew up. When the altar call was given, I seen big, big bad Bill walk down to the altar and repent of his sins, and I thought, God, I'm never going to doubt again. If Bill can get saved, anybody can be saved. God filled him with the Holy Ghost and his wife and all eight kids with the Holy Ghost. Praise God. You know why? Because he's looking for the disconnected to get connected tonight. You don't know who's sitting in the church beside of you. Oh, they're holy people. I laughed. <laughs> really? Two of the ladies at the church were strippers in the in the nude club. Used to be. Three people were bartenders. Used to be. And I could point the finger and say that that's a meth head and that that's a, a pot smoker and that's a drunk and one backslid and God been backslid and preaching for years and years and years. He's sitting in the pew. I prayed him through the Holy Ghost and baptized him in the river. I mean, there's some messed up people that came through the door of the church. And I, and I know Paul looked at his congregation. He said, liars and fornicators and adulterers, they're not going to get in. Effeminate. He began to go down the list. He said, that's what you folks were. He didn't have such a great congregation until they got connected. And he said, such were some of you. But something has happened, and I feel it right now in this house. Such were some of you, but now you are washed, and now you're justified. Now you're sanctified by the washing of the water of the word. He wants to get you connected in the house of the Lord. Woo! You can have the Lord and that's enough. Get connected today. Oh, praise God. So, oh man, they, they put, the Catholic Church put Simon Peter up on a pedestal. You know what they said he was? An ignorant and unlearned fisherman. When they was crucifying Jesus just before, they said, you're one of them. He was standing watching them in Pilate's Hall, and they said, little girl said, you're one. He said, no, I'm not. Jesus said, before the rooster crows, you're going to deny me three times. She said, you are. Your speech betrays you. 
then he said, blankety, blank, 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 blank. And he cursed, the Bible says, and he swore. And then he went outside and he, and he wept bitterly because he, he heard the rooster crow and realized he had did exactly what Jesus said he was going to do. But when Jesus came out of the grave, whoo, and when Mary saw Jesus at the garden, at the tomb, he said, Mary, I want you to go and tell the disciples and you take a personal message to Simon Peter and you tell him I'm no longer in the grave, but I'm risen. Even though he denied him and even though he cursed, he sent a personal message. And I'm telling you what, Simon Peter preached the first message to the first church on the day of Pentecost. He got connected, that was the difference. Man, when you get connected, it's going to make all the difference in the world. Fall down? How many's ever made a mistake? Ever look in the mirror and think, God, I don't know why you just don't squash me like a bug. I'm useless. You know what? But he looks through the blood and he sees me. He doesn't look for people that are qualified. He qualifies those that he calls. Who would ever looked at David? Little short, ruddy lad, keeper of the sheep. You know how David described himself when Saul came after him? He said, why are you chasing a dog like me or a flea like me? David had very low self-esteem. Compared himself to a worm one time. I'm nothing but a worm. But in the eyes of God, he was the apple of his eye. And when he chose somebody to defeat Goliath, he had chosen somebody that knew how to connect. David was singing with his heart, Hereby cry, O God, attend to my prayer. From the ends of the earth do I cry unto thee. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to that rock that's higher than I. For thou hast been a shelter over me and a strong tower from my enemies. Woo. David knew how to connect. A lion came one time. I don't even know how long I've been preaching. A lion came one time. And he grabbed him by the beard and slew him. 28 times stronger than a man. Then a bear came, 26 times stronger than a man. And he killed the bear. And when he looked at that giant that was nine foot six inches tall, was defying the armies of the living God, he said, you come with me with a shield and a sword, but I've been connected to the Lord. I know a name. Woo. I got the Lord. I got the Lord. He could have been sick of that. And that's enough. That's enough. That's enough. Wham. Whew. Hit Goliath right in the head. Did you see him standing there just in disbelief? Little ruddy lad. I'm telling you what, when he picked up that stone, he was probably thinking, I got to feel it. Everything's going to be all right. You have a sword and a shield, but I've got a name that's above every name. That name is a strong tire that the righteous can run to and be saved. That name you can mention in the middle of the night when you don't know where to go or what to do, and it'll connect you to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. What about the blind man that was sitting by the road disconnected because of his disconnection?
disability. And when Jesus was coming, he said, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. They said, be quiet. Shh. I heard about a woman that was saying amen in a church she visited one time. And they told her, be quiet. Finally, they got an usher on each side, big ushers, lifted her feet off the ground, was carrying her out the door. She said, Jesus went into Jerusalem on one donkey. I've got two. They couldn't kill her spirit. She was connected. Praise God. I'm here to tell you today, that man wouldn't be quiet, but he cried more the louder. And Jesus stopped and he said, what do you want me to do for you? He said, Lord, that I might see. And I'm here to tell you today that he opened the eyes of the blind. Ooh, there's nobody like him on the earth. When I had carpal tunnel severely, and I was supposed to have surgery. I ran a roof boulder in the mines, and I'd been roof bolts, and I thought, man, my biceps are going to be huge. A lot of guys couldn't even do it. You only, we were in low coal, and you had to bend them to get them in, and you only had just like 10 seconds to get it bent and shove it on up in the hole because the resin would harden up. And, and my brother-in-law, he couldn't do it, and they'd have to take a torch and go in there and burn all the bolts off where he didn't get up. Man, I, I could do them. I built up some, and then all I got was carpal tunnel out of that mess. Ache, hurt all night. Get up and scald my wrist and, and water. My hands would go numb when I'd drive or when I'd run machinery. And I was at church preaching revival, and I got anointed before I even got up. I felt like I was floating when I was preaching in Harrisville, West Virginia. And old Brother Perrine, we were having a prayer line on Friday night, and and uh, I got in line where everybody else was in line. And I got in line, and, and he took the anointing oil when I got up there, and he said, according to your faith, let it be unto you. And I'm telling you what, I got connected. My hands popped open. Both of them at the same time. They were drawn like this. And they popped open at the same time. God healed me instantly. You don't see any scars on my wrist. I didn't have to keep that appointment and get surgery because I got connected and God healed me. I'm telling you what, there's nothing too hard for God. Yeah. Connect me up when I come to the house of God. Praise God. I'm telling you, it works. I was preaching in, when I was deputizing in Little Rock, Arkansas, and, and people were getting healed. I wish I'd have wrote down everything. 50 miracles we counted. And this, this guy came up, and he said, my son was in a motorcycle wreck, and he's been an invalid ever, ever since. He's 35 years old, and he can't even get to bed. My wife has to change his diaper. How humiliating for a son, 35-year-old guy, that his mom has to change his diaper every day. And he said, will you, can we pray for a prayer cloth? The Bible says that Apostle Paul, they took cloths from him, and when they laid on sick people, they would get healed. You know what it was? It was a connection there. They got connected. They got connected to the anointing. And I said, Sure. Let's pray. Man, we, we anointed that cloth, and, and then Debbie and I went to the next city. We was only in one church, 
uh, uh, one service each church. And the next week, the pastor, he texted me and he said, you remember praying for that guy that was in the motorcycle wreck? I said, I sure do. He said when the next morning he got up and went to the bathroom by himself. He the man. He's the man. Not us. No, but it's our job to get connected. If there's any sick among you, let them call for the elders of the church. Anoint him with all and pray over them in the name of the Lord. And I'm telling you what, the prayer of faith shall save the sick. There's a connection there. It's called the prayer of faith. How am I going to get rid of my guilt? And how am I going to get rid of my shame? I want you to know today that your guilt is no match for the grace of God. And I don't care who you are or what you've done or where you've been. Oh, God wouldn't want me. I've heard that so many times. I've told people, get a life already. You know what, the Bible says an amazing thing, that if you're guilty of the least, you're guilty of the most. So we categorize people. Well, they're a bad sinner, and they're not so bad a sinner. Not in God's eyes. If you're guilty of the least, you're guilty of the most. So when you walk through the door, you're just a sinner. You're not... He doesn't categorize you how bad or how good you are. You're just a sinner. But the Bible says we can come to the throne of, of grace boldly. Though our sins be scarlet, he'll wash us white as snow. That when and if we sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. He is faithful and he is just to forgive us of all of our sin. I don't care how much you've drank or how much you've smoked, how much you've doped, how many pills you popped. Just watched a boy preach Thursday night. Thursday night. He was in prison. He laughed at them when they came there and had services. He'd make fun of them. He said, y'all guys are just getting jailhouse religion. He was schizophrenic, manic depressant, terrible drug addict. He got out and came to church. Man, God got a hold of his heart. He got connected. Now he's preaching. Now he has a wife and a baby and a family and a house and a good job. And he preached thirsty, did thirsty evening manna and did a great job. And his parents are coming because they can't believe this is the same boy that we've had all this trouble with that cooked meth and took meth and took everything possible, but he got connected. Amen. Justin is preaching today in Ripley, spent most of his adult life in prison. People used to tell in Parkersburg, tell their kids, don't go around him, he's bad. And he said, I was bad. He's walking down the street one day, and my, my son David said, Dad, I was having the worst day of my life as pastor. Somebody had talked really bad to him. And, uh, and he, he walked outside, and there was this guy walking down the street. He said, hey, how you doing? He said, I'm Pastor David Bounds. And he said, and I'm Justin Stuckey. And he said, you'd like to come and see what we're doing in this building? He said, yeah. Whew, I feel the Holy Ghost. 
It wasn't long till he got connected and, and he repented right there in the middle of the day. Now he's preaching in Ripley today. Praise God. He's got a family and a baby and a house and he runs a business. What happened to that mean, monstrous guy that people didn't want their boy around? He got connected. He got his name written in the Lamb's Book of Life. He's not the person that he used to be. Somebody said, that's Paul. That's the one. Saul, that's the one that persecuted the church. He, he, he held the clothes of those that stoned Stephen to death. We're afraid of him. Somebody said, he's not the same Saul you once knew. He was going down the road one day and he had papers in his pocket to put Christians in prison. And all of a sudden the light shined out of heaven and smote him down to the ground and a voice spoke and said, why, why are you persecuting me? He said, who art thou, Lord? And he said, I'm Jesus. I'm Jesus. Praise God. Next thing you know, he's blind. The Lord said, you go to the street called Straight. That's where Ripley's at on Straight Street. You go to the street called Straight, and there's one called Ananias, and he's going to get you connected. I'm telling you what. <laughs> he went there, and he said, Brother, Brother Paul, Brother Saul, even Jesus, whom you persecuted. And he laid hands on that man, and his eyes were opened. The scales fell off, and he was filled with the Holy Ghost. Praise God, there was a connection there made. It can happen to you no matter who you are today. Honey, come to the keyboard real quickly. Whew, it feels good in here. I could preach for a long time. But I'm here to tell you today that if you want to get a hold of Jesus, he'll get a hold of you. He's talking about the woman at the well. Woman of ill repute. <laughs> Jesus said, give me a drink. She said, how is it thou being a Jew? Ask it to me, a woman of Samaria. You don't have anything to do with us. He said, woman, if you only knew the gift of God, who saith unto thee, give me the drink, you'd ask of me and I'd make a connection. I'd give you living water. She said, well, give me a drink. He said, well, go get your husband. She said, I don't have one. He said, you speak the truth. You've had five, and the one you got now, you're just shacked up with him. Man, next thing you know, she ran uptown and said, come see a man that's told me all I've done. He has to be the Messiah. And the Bible says many believe because of her testimony, and many believe because what Jesus said. I don't care who you are today. Won't we just stand, bow our heads, We've got an altar right here today. Bow your head and close your eyes. Disconnection will isolate you and make you feel left out, give you a lack of identity, lack of purpose, feeling you don't belong, resentment, and apathy, depression. But you can come on down to the altar. We've got an altar right here. If you hear... King Jesus calling while your eyes are closed. He'll change your life. Don't you feel him pulling at your heart today? Run now and make you new. 
Start looking for a brighter tomorrow through eyes of faith. You see the light when you pray through. I remember when I was in 1968, I was 12 years old, and I was sitting right back here, just a young kid, and I felt the Lord just pull on my heartstrings. I knew what that was. I felt conviction and I, I just walked right down and got on my knees and repented. I'll never forget, Brother Chris, when I got up, I felt, oh, I feel light. A burden's rolled away. He's reaching for you today. Don't you feel him? If you hear the Savior calling, he's calling right now. He wants to change your life right now and make you new. He wants to connect to you today. Oh, he wants to take your pain and sorrow. Won't, won't some of us come and pray today? Get somebody by the hands and let's go pray today. Oh, through eyes of faith, you'll see the light when you pray through. So come on down to the altar. I'm glad I came to the altar. If you hear King Jesus calling, he wants to change your life right now and make you new. Oh, he wants to take your pain and your sorrow. Start looking for Brighter tomorrow, through eyes of faith, you'll see the light when you... Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church of Cambridge podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up with our weekly sermons. If you are in the Cambridge area, we invite you to join us on Sundays at 11 a.m. Again, thanks for listening and we hope to see you soon.